yeah. I love my HBCU. And Bond? I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talking Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talking they about. compress the analytic data with his hip hop. If you know him like I know him, know they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. yeah. And who the ball, who the So listen to Professor Yes Sir, and pay attention. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. But as you see, Mike Washington's on assignment. I don't know if it's something about the Delta Devils or if he's actually doing some work, you know, Valley, that Valley. But in his place, we have none other than Joe Clay, Professor Clay, uh, better known around these parts as Joe Cleasic. With that being said, welcome to episode 214 of the Inside HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports. From institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on HBC sports culture, which includes the marching sports, which we'll touch on today with the band poll rankings. But we have an extra, extra special edition of Spice to see what they think of my poll rankings. And these folks, like those drum majors we bring in, they have a little credibility. So we'll see how talented uh, the dean of HBCU sports are. With that, you know we do the HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. Those that follow me on Facebook, you may have seen me doing a tip for tat trying to educate some folks about the FCS playoff. I'll continue to do that because we need to educate our people and make sure they understand about making wise decisions. And I'm not saying that you can't do the playoffs, but I'm just making sure that you understand. Don't put no foolishness out there unless you know and educate yourself about the principles of what is the organization, the NCA, and how the money flows. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cabello, along with my co-host, as I said, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, shooting out love to Professor Washington. But we got Professor Clay in here. He's going to bring it hard and heavy. He certainly is an insider of Prairie A&M Sports, much like Charles Bishop. Professor Bishop is on the other side of Jackson State, so this makes it a little magical. Because it just happens to be the fact that this is the SWAT Championship game week 2021, and it features what? None other than Prairie A&M traveling to Jackson State as Jackson State is hosting the championship this year. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 12.30 a.m. Studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper. Shout out to Ralph Cooper, Spotify, brother Sam Polk. Junior gave me a little heads up that he did an interview over there with the Jackson State folks, and he does what he does from a historical standpoint. If you never have had that treat of listening to Ralph Cooper in terms of the storyteller that he is, you're in for a treat. Go check that out on Spotify. We'll put a link in there uh, for all our lab listeners because I know you all want as much of HBCU sports framework and history you can get. We'll do that for you. Shout out to the Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper. Multi. Hall of Famer, Wall of Famer, as you know. Beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THT Agency, 
LLC, THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. I chair and I am the president and CEO. So that's when I tell you about the business sports. I'm telling you because I do the research. Let me make that clear. My life, how I earn my money, right? And I live pretty well, as you can see, you know, I'm not starving. Is about doing research on HBCU, not just sports. I do that too, but on HBCU sports, culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, the sporting HBCU diaspora. I literally have coined and registered that phrase. It's in the literature. It's quotable, as they say. That's what I do. So just so you know, this is not a fly by night. And I'm not saying that to disrespect anybody, but I do want to put a footprint that people understand that this is not by accident. I do this literally for a living, teaching folks about the business of sports uh, in various segments, and they paid me really well. With that being said, let me shout out to none other than Professor Bishop. What's on your mind today? I tell you what, Doc, I've already made it over here to Jackson, Mississippi. There is a definite buzz in the air over here. Uh, coming to you live from Churchill Smoke trouble, Shop. Trouble, trouble. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a stone's throw from the stadium over here at Churchill Smoke Shop. Uh, you can see the cigars in the background, but uh, we're looking forward to hosting our, our, our esteemed colleagues from Prairie View A&M University this weekend. This is going to be a tremendous weekend, historic weekend. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi gets to put uh, themselves out front in front of a national audience. It's going to be fun to get 55, 60,000 people there in the stands. And you're talking about uh, the SWAG Championship, the first time that Jackson, Mississippi has been able to host a SWAG Championship. Well deserved, I will say, but make sure they put me a cigar to the side because we plan to come down there running for the championship. So I want to smoke. Joe, please, is that possible this week? I believe it is. I think everything's on the table for this championship weekend. I think we can get it done. No doubt about it. With that saying, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited. I need to get up, get downstairs and pack as soon as we finish with this show so I can get on this plane tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Professor Fisher, you better come over here. You about that yeah. packing. <laughs> you better get over here. Hey, Doc, I, I came over here. The, the plane was packed with Jackson State alums, Fairview alums. Hey, even the flight attendants had a little bit of fun. They wanted to hear who was who. Uh, let me hear all my Jackson State fans. Let me hear all my Prairie oh, fans. I love so, it. I love it. I mean, this, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. That is. That is the HBC culture we talk about. That's what it's about. I'm glad that you shared that. That's what I'm talking about. That's having some fun. With that being said, I want to take a break from football because we're going to get into it hot and heavy, you know, in terms of the zero quarter. Halftime show, fifth quarter. We'll do that in terms of my poll ranking as we go into the second quarter. In the second half of the show for the third and fourth quarter, it's going to be all football, all championship game uh, analysis. We did love, and let me shout out right now to Boone State Bulldogs as they take on what many consider the number one team in the country. They're number one in terms of HBCU on the road. Um, they take on Valdosta Blazers in the quarterfinals, a trip to the final four is on the line. The last time we seen the team do that was out of the CIAA as well, Winston-Salem State with Coach Maynard that is now with the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. But I say all that because I wanted to actually talk a little bit about the Ram Ball. There's a team out there called Norfolk State. Um, the Division I Spartans, as you know, they've been party crashers as 15 seed taking down number one seed. They've done it twice in terms of their magical campaign. 
Um, this year, though, they've gotten off to a nine and one start. This is kudos of HBCU game day. And when I first saw it and watched them last night, when they were at eight and one and had a chance to go nine and one and registered, I said, man, this has to be the best start in like 30 plus years. I didn't even look at the data. But what I really like and appreciate about Stephen Gaither, I don't have to do that because he'll do it for me. And he did that. He has an article on HBCU game day that talks about this historic start of Norfolk. And he makes a comparison uh, within the MEAC against HBCU SWAC uh, and goes back uh, a time to talk about uh, the beginning of D1 basketball and where they compare at this point. I don't necessarily want to get into too much basketball talk. We got a chance to do that next week when we're in between, uh, whether it's Jackson State or Prairie View versus South Carolina State for the MEAC Challenge, which will come two weeks later. So we had a chance to tease and get in a little bit of that basketball. But I wanted to talk about the fact of I've always had this analysis of these teams that play uh, money games, um, maybe can get in a winner there. Some of them start off 0-9. They may play one regional game, uh, play an NI team, and they start off 1-9 versus 9-1. and And I wanted to go to you, Joe Clay, first, and then Charles, your analysis on this. You know, I've always been of the opinion that while I understand the necessities of the financial component of playing these money games, on the other side, what is this doing for your home crowd? One of the things we see with this year with Jackson State, and credit to them about what it means to have a rabbit playing base, taking advantage of home games and winning, what it does for the ability to create the brand awareness, second to none. You, can't, you can say anything about Jackson State. Coach Brown, you can talk about, obviously, how good they are or not, whether they're going to win a championship. But to me, you can't argue about what they have done in terms of the brain awareness of Jackson State, what they have done for the brand awareness of the SWAC, what they have done for the brand awareness of HBCUs at the FCS level and therefore at the Division II level and even at the NIA. I don't think you can argue with that. You may want to split some hairs in regards to what level that means. I give you that. But in the same vein, what does this possibly do for Norfolk State when they come to their home arena uh, about season tickets, about branding Norfolk State, the Spartans, in terms of marketing and branding with everybody saying this is a pretty good team? Nobody's going to care their schedule about whether they play mid-majors, a couple of HBCUs. Nobody's going to get in that detail. That's for the nerds like us that are just all-in fanatics. But we're far between. We don't understand. We're way up on the escalator. Your average fan base is going to be like, they 9-1. and one. Oh, they're pretty good. Let me check them out. Joe Clay, what are your thoughts? Am I way off base? Or, you know, I'm doing too much of the research? Or what is it? You're right on. I, I uh, This come, is kind of dear to my heart because if you look at Prairie View's schedule, it's been extremely tough out the gate. Um, so when I heard about this news of Norfolk State uh, nine and one, it's it's a beautiful way to come out the gate and start your season on a high. Your your fan base is automatically excited and locked in into the season. Like you said, you I'm sure you got fans who are going if they didn't already have tickets, they're going to go buy tickets, and you're branding yourself for the season uh, automatically out the gate, and you are also putting putting everyone else on notice within your conference that you are to you're the team to be dealt with. Um, not only that, you got signing periods. So you got recruits who are looking at you and saying, hey, man, this team's doing some things. I might need to go ahead and early sign with Norfolk State. Some folks probably don't think about that. Um, so I think, 
I think whoever scheduled this this season, they they wrote a thesis in scheduling. Um, they they did exactly what they needed to do. They they scheduled some strong games, but some winnable games. Um, so they they're, they didn't schedule patsies. They scheduled some teams who, on paper, looked nice, but they were evenly matched against. And so that that is what I think. That's how you should schedule your opening season. Yeah. Charles, you know I've come to you about that. Before I get in there, I also wanted to put in that I've done analysis and some people, and you hear coaches talking about them playing up uh, because it prepares the players for the conference race. I've done the numbers. There is no data statistical to show the difference, if you will, between playing a schedule like what Norfolk State is playing. We've seen Alabama A do it. We've seen Hampton do it before. Uh, other teams do it as well uh, versus playing a schedule where you playing all these top teams. It comes in the wash. We've seen teams win championships that way. We've seen teams win championships the other way. So you can't say one way or the other definitively that that's going to make a difference in their regular season. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I think you hit the nail on the head, Doc. I mean, when you take a look at it, 91 catches my eye as a fan. Uh, not on 12, not on 13, and where I, I don't have any fervor uh, going into January as we get ready for conference play. Uh, but, Joe, you mentioned it. Uh, when you're scheduling against teams that are comparable uh, to where you are or, or see where your talent is and, and you, quote, unquote, uh, schedule teams that are, are, are roughly in the same area, I mean, it does wonders for me as a fan in terms of, I want to go out and go watch this team. And then we started talking about uh, this Norfolk State team, comparing them to, uh, it caught me off guard when I read the article, and talking about 78, uh, 79, all four of those teams, uh, in terms of the historic nature of what Norfolk State is doing. Now, I want to watch Norfolk State, uh, whenever they come on ESPN uh, Plus or the streaming, I, I want to watch and see what they're doing, because this team has caught my eye. 91 coming off the gates is just something we don't see uh, with regards to HBC basketball. Oh, I love the points that you're making all over it. Um, point to uh, Thaddeus Reed. He, he makes the point, and we've heard this sport is financial playing the top team. And you can't argue. No doubt in the world it's financial at stake about playing the top team. But what about reinvesting in your program in such a way that it can grow? Again, if you can now have the interest and draw in 500, 1,000, 1,500 more fans for two or three, five, six games, now the financial need that you get for generating a thousand uh 80, 70, 80, 90, or a hundred thousand dollars of playing these games, now all of a sudden you displace that. So you don't have to play as many. So we're not saying that you don't have to play any financial games. We're not crazy here. We're not idiots. We understand the business of sports. We're just saying that there may be a different option of how you get it done. And we're saying that Norfolk State explored this year and thus far. They have it working. So we need to keep an eye as there is another model. There's different ways uh, to skin a cat if we use that proverbial phrase. With that, let's go into the break. We'll get into the second quarter. We have a hot one coming back with that. So stick with us. This is Dr. Ville inside HBCU Sports Lab with Professor Clay, Professor Bishop. Let's do it. 
Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We're back. We're going to run it in terms of the marching sport. And we got some experts, some young guns (laughs) on the show. It's going to bring it to you hard and heavy. We have none other than Travis Dumas and Brandon Rogers. So they in the studio. And before we get into my poll rankings and see what they say about my poll rankings, the marching sport, you see Charles, the Professor Bishop, sitting back a little bit. He's going to have some fun. <laughs> so y'all don't get too glazed because you'll remember, I control the mic, and so I will not bring you back. No, keep it real. I mean, y'all know what y'all doing. Uh, we do it all in care. But before we get started, I do want to introduce you to some. I know many others know about y'all, know of you, so I don't want to insult you. But for those that are not, tell them uh, quickly a little bit about yourself <clears throat> in terms of 
where you from, what HBC you represented, or HBCs you have represented, and then the name of your show. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll go first. All right, so my name is Travis Dumas. Uh, I do a podcast called Show Style Talk. Um, you know, you can find us on YouTube, and we primarily were on Facebook. But, yeah, I started out at Fayetteville State University. Then I graduated. I ended up at Texas Southern. Broncos. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, I read both my universities, um, love both of them. Um, and, you know, this band thing kind of um, helped me transition over to a HBC band uh, podcast with uh, my bros, uh, Marcus and Adrian. Um, so, you know, all three of us are ocean and, uh, you know, this thing just took off, man. <laughs> yeah, I played trombone. Nice, I love it. Ocean of Soul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it. What's the, the name of the band at Fayetteville State? <coughs> uh, the Marching Bronco Express. The Marching Bronco Express. There you go. With that, yeah. Brandon, your turn. Let the people know. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm Brandon, um, one half of the Rogers Bros. My brother not here right now. He actually working. Um, but yeah, man, I'm from <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. Uh, my brother and I started a YouTube channel about five years ago. And now we've been reviewing bands and just trying to bring another element of fun back into the band world. So that's what we do. And, you know, a lot of people gravitate to us, man. So, yeah, we've been having fun with that for about five years now. I attended South Carolina State. That's where oh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize. I see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. We'll be seeing them in a minute. Okay. I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> Oh, All right, so okay. let's get into this Bishop. whole <laughs> questions. We don't want to make sure that we give you another time. Charles, Charles, Charles will get excited on me. So pull Bishop. up the band ranking so we can get in this top 10. Uh, we have those receiving votes, North Carolina uh, A&T, in terms of receiving votes this week. And at number 10, you have none other than Alcorn State, the Sounds of Dynamite. They're 3-3, three and 2-3, three, and three, 28 point. As you said, previously ranked one, they did lose the head-to-head matchup in terms of those that had voted in the poll against uh, Jackson State a couple of weeks ago. So you okay. see that they dropped down from that poll ranking. Let me level set a little bit as we move on. The uniqueness about this band poll ranking is it's not just the poll ranking you put out to have people vote. So you can uh-huh. go get who has the deepest and largest fan base. We don't do it like that. This is about uh-huh. matchup. This is the marching sport. My understand marching sport, anything about sports, there needs to be a contest. That means there's mm-hmm. a winner and a loser. Right, absolutely. Zero four, <laughs> halftime and fifth quarter, right? I want right. to know who came in, who won, who lost. When you add it all up, you don't need but one more <laughs> note, if you would, than somebody else, and you consider the winner, which means somebody else gets that L. <laughs> Number nine, South Carolina State marching one-on-one. Three and two, one-on-one overall, 20 points. Previous rank 10 because all going to drop, they moved up a spot. And number eight, Prairie AM, the marching storm, two and one on the season, two and one also. They get another chance to match up with the SWAC championship game. As you see, they hadn't played in a lot of marching sports, and you hear a little rumble in terms of their band down there, not happy about that. But in this mm-hmm. march sport, you can't get ranked for so high if you're not performing. This is a marching sport. Correct. I can't, hey, I can't do nothing rare. for you. And number seven, and that's. My school at number seven, Bethune Cookman, the marching okay. walking, 2 and 1, 0-1, 30.70. This is another good one, man, but they just ain't performing enough. So it's hard. They were in top right. five, but there's other mm-hmm. teams and bands, and I call them teams because it's a marching sport. <laughs> yes. Number on, six, man. Alabama Come State on. Mighty Marching Hornets, 5 and 2, 1 and 3, 34 points. Let's get into the top five where the big boys 
place. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. This okay. is okay. Boys from the little boys. Let's see. At the Kentucky State has jumped in here. Mighty mm. marching thoroughbreds, five and oh, three and oh, surprise a lot of folks. They had the upset of the year when they faced off against Tennessee, Tennessee State. State. Yeah. <laughs> they got the win, right? It sounded like these yeah. folks are familiar. They told yeah. you, and uh-huh. then they just crushed the competition at the division two level. They got it done at number four, Norfolk State, the Spartans Legion marching band quietly, four and one, two and oh, oh six nine mm-hmm. points. Don't get a lot of shine, but we watch them. They got it done. At number three, Jackson State, the Sonic Boom of the South, six and two, four and two. They had the head-to-head matchups with the top two. Didn't come out on the winning side, but they're in there. Some people would argue they should be higher. We'll see. Eight and one. At number two, Florida AM, the marching 100, five and one, three okay. and one. First year in the SWAC. Some people said you need to look at that matchup. How did they do? <laughs> they had their loss to Southern, but other than that, they snuck out the win. Early in the season against Jackson State, two first place votes, though, 83 points. They remain at number two and number one. Southern Jaguars, the human jukebox, 8 0, 5 0, six first place votes. <laughs> yeah. And look at all the matchups they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only did they win a lot, but they had a lot of matchups, so it gets a lot of face yeah. time, 91. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me go with you. Let me jump right into it, fella, before we let Charles ask a question. Brandon <laughs> Rogers, I'll start with you, brother. How did hey. I do? Hey, honestly, I ain't never seen a ranking like that. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, that after was, you explained everything, your your reason, I ain't got nothing to say. That was, I like it. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all welcome back anytime. <laughs> you heard that? Joe Clay, you heard that? Yeah, I like that. Travis Dumas, lit me up. What you got? Hey. Yeah, hey, he's hey. the stamp of approval. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, we all got our own little um, grading and ranking systems. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the Rogers Bro scale. We have the Show Style Talk scale. And I see you have your own scale. Even Meet Me on the 50 has his own scale, man. Yeah. You know, and like he said, after you broke it down and explained uh, it to us, yeah, your list makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it's, it. It's so, all opinionated. So I, I like how you no think. Doubt about yeah. No doubt about it. I do want to do this before I let Charles ask this question. You talked about the different scales. Mm-hmm. That you use, uh, Brandon. Go ahead and talk about the scale that you use, just so people will be familiar when they see. All right, so we got something called the Rogers Bro scale. It's real simple. Like I said, we want to bring fun into it. We don't really want to critique so hard. Like, oh, they got the accidentals wrong and all that. It was like, do we like it? No, no. Actually, it start off with love. So it's a, it's, it's the, the highest score you can get is a two. So if you loved it, like it just nice. resonated with you. Two, one. I liked it. You know, what I'm saying it could have been better. Then you got zero. It's like, eh, it's the middle, <laughs> you know? And then you got a negative one, because it goes, that's a five-point scale. Negative one, I ain't like it. And then negative two, I hate it. Oh, you in some no, trouble. Right. Yeah, you need you to in put some in trouble. Work. So it's like, just because you were starting off good don't mean you're going to stay up there. You can actually get a couple negative twos and lose the battle. No, I love that's it. Great how, framework. That's how we I got to add that. I might have y'all voting on my poll record. Hey, 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 Uh, Travis, tell me about how you create your scale. Okay, so actually my crab brother, um, Adrian, he's the one that created scale. It pretty much works the same way as Rogers Bro scale. It starts at zero. Zero is the lowest score you get. We call it a goose egg. You know, (laughs) the goose totally bombed it, bro. And so, you know, you did bad, you get a zero. A one... Oh, I'm sorry. The highest score you can get is a three on the on the show style top scale, right? So zero, you bombed it. One, okay, it was it was okay. Mm, you know, it ain't really do nothing for me. Uh, a, a two is like it was good, but it wasn't great. It could have been better. And 
the three means it was just perfect, bro. You yeah. you hit everything right on the head, man. The arrangement was nice. The execution was there. The the sound was full, man. Everything was there, all components. That's man, right. we gonna have to call y'all some visiting professors, man. I like how y'all bring it <laughs> in there, cause in my class I do the same thing. I give an F square. And no, no I ain't talking about on the show. I'm talking about literally in my class when I teach sports management. Come in, uh, yeah. I give you F squared. Look, see what that does to you. <laughs> you can't get an A plus, but you can F squared. So I like that. Them zeros and then negative two. Yeah, that's that F squared in your life. F yeah. times F. Try me, Charles. <laughs> Oh, I, and I'm a fan of both you guys' shows, so I appreciate you coming on. Welcome into uh, Dr. Bill. Let me ask this question. Uh, and, and we all have our own things in terms of what that we look at with regards to okay. things. But, <laughs> but let me ask this. When, when, when you guys are, are looking forward to certain bands, and we talk about bands matching up in, in terms of Dr. Bill's whole, but what two bands are do you just enjoy Okay, when they get together, it's gonna be all. My, you talking about just our favorite two bands out there to listen to? No, no, no. He talking about when they see each other. See each other. Yeah, I, I'll tell you who. Like on is. site, on site. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who it is. This is probably gonna be different from a lot of people's, but then a lot of people feel where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Talladega and Southern. I promise you, that's where I was going. Talladega with. and Southern, bro. Because one thing I like about Talladega, man. No matter how many times they get knocked down, they come right back with something. It's gonna be at some point, bro. It's when you least expect it, bro. They they yeah. they come out with some heat out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. That's what I like about though. It's it's not only just that though. It's the trash talk that goes behind it, man. You have these band directors like Miguel Bonds. They make little videos and stuff. Man, this dude was dressed up as Osama bin Laden. They didn't took the Southern <laughs> University people as prisoners and stuff, whatever. Yeah, that was crazy. yeah, that was funny, man. Exactly. I mean, these guys are some characters. They really add a whole new element to the HBCU band world. And that's why you love seeing, you know, bands like uh Talladega, Southern, Jackson, just the, the SWAC, whatever, some some of these other conferences, even Miles College, man. Like a lot of these colleges mm-hmm. are really bringing an extra element of entertainment to the HBCU band world. And right, right. we oh, appreciate I love, it. It. I love the way you break that down. Yeah. Brandon, you have anything you want to add to that? Honestly, that that was my my pick. But I also like to see Nofa and A&T go against each other, too, though. Yeah, yeah, I that's another like good one. I'm a big fan of the Spartan League. I've always been. And then my band director in high school went to a and I used to have this little DVD that I used to watch all oh, the time. yeah, band <laughs> Well, yes, that's it, oh man. my god, and that, that really got me real nice on my trumpet. It made me want to be a screamer and all of that. So I, I'm always gonna respect that battle. Yeah, um, and one that. thing about Norfolk State versus A and T, it's like over the last couple of years I've been watching them. Like I want to say about 2014, 2015, they both both the programs kind of took like a little dip or whatever, right? Yeah. But then. It's like Norfolk get, ended up getting a little bit better than AT. AT ain't like that. AT came back and got, a, got about even with Norfolk. AT got a little bit better. It was like they was just going back and forth, you know, and their programs, both programs got better, bro. We, yeah. we watched both of them evolve, uh, slowly evolve over the years again. Yeah. I feel like AT had an identity change, man. Yeah, it was just that little did. band with a powerful sound, you know, saying that little brother type. But now they got, got a little finesse to yeah. them. They grew into their own, and, and, and they put on really great field shows. I Wonderful. would say it's... excellent field shows, bro. Yeah. Like they always, I, I can I can tell why y'all just have fun. I can yeah. tell how y'all show this group. This is yeah. good stuff. This is good <laughs> stuff. Joe, let me let you jump in here. A question before we 
have to let these brothers go. So I didn't know about the Southern and Talladega matchup. I, I've seen yeah. Southern in person several times, and they try to blow you off the field. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> my, my question is, what other what other HBCU band sole purpose is to blow you off the field like a Southern? I think you got a couple of blown yes, a lot of a couple of um. <laughs> I know a couple of band directors personally, and I know some of them just got a cutthroat mentality. Look. One of them is uh, Miles College. Yeah, look. he he not he coming to play any games. Man, you know? let's just let, a, let's just go. Thing. Let's just let's just talk about the colleges that you know gonna show up and crank, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got um Southern. You got Jackson. You got Talladega. You got Miles College. You got Alcorn, and you got Texas Southern. Uh, yeah, them Texas them them six right now off top. That that you know is gonna come with power. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Before so we let y'all go, Brandon and Who? Alcorn. Travis. I said Alcorn. Did I say Alcorn? Yeah, I think. You okay. Did. Right, oh, Alabama State on some years. Yeah, yeah. Not, Alabama State too. And now Kentucky, Kentucky State. State. Kentucky, Kentucky State, State not playing no more neither. Y'all thought I was crazy with Kentucky State. Kentucky I've been State verified, is not certified, stamped me the dean yeah. of HBCU sports and yeah. parts of sports. With that being said, guys, tell them again how they can come check you out. Oh, man. You can check me out on YouTube, the Rogers Bros, Instagram official Rogers Bros, Facebook Rogers Bros 910. And, man, yeah, we we have a show typically every Sunday. I don't think we're going live this Sunday. We got some things we got to do. But typically every Sunday at uh, we have Central now, so 8 o'clock Central time, 9 o'clock Eastern. And we just have fun. We actually have Travis on a lot too, man. So you can get all of us there. Yeah, so. and check out our skits, man. We're we're getting into uh, little YouTube <laughs> comedy skits now, and yeah, we, so we got we got some lot. more coming. Um, yeah, and you can find Show Style Talk pretty much everything. Just go to Instagram, Show Style Talk, YouTube, Show Style Talk, Facebook, Show Style Talk. It's it's there, man. All over. Way to brand it. I like that. Appreciate your time, guys. <laughs> we are into the second half. This Doctor Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Sitting in is Professor Joe Clay. With that, you just heard from Brandon Rogers and Travis Dumas. We'll be right back after this break. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network, online at www.mybcsn.net, and on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home. And together, we can be the change. 
Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab, and yes, you are planning our trip. We'll be in Atlanta, regardless however it goes. We're in Atlanta because that's what we do. Uh, as I told the coach. Willie Simmons teasing him. I said from the very beginning, I say, look, coach, I'm going to be at the Swag Championship game. You're welcome to join me. I'll be in Atlanta. you welcome to join me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I did that. I did that to Coach Doolin. Doolin at least made sure he got to the Swag Championship game. We're going to see if he joins me in Atlanta because I'll be there. We'll see if Coach you got faith. Prime be there. We'll see it. Joe, what you think? Hey, I'm going to be there too. Plain tickets, books, <laughs> airfare books. I have faith that Coach Dooley will be there in attendance with his bow tie on. I'm gonna be participating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let y'all do it from the stands. I'm gonna participate down on the sidelines. So I'm gonna throw oh, it out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm be there. I get it. I get it. Let me give a shout out to FAMU uh, volleyball set to remain in state as they face off today. Shout out to them. First round as they play Florida. Uh, that is going on now. Hold on. Don't turn over yet. But we'll be in there. Howard is, draws the number nine seed, Ohio State, in the first round of the play, uh, volleyball championships. Wanted to give them some love. Delaware State Hornets, as well as North Carolina A&T. They compete in the National Invitational Volleyball Championship. First year I've heard about that. Um, so I th- wanted to shout that out. That's pretty much love. Uh, so let's get into it, though. Let's get into the matchup. Let's go offense. I want to go offense. So we're going to go offense, Jackson State. Charles, breakdown. What Jackson State does and what they really do well and why they do it well. Uh, I think what Jackson State really does well, of course, is, is passing football, which we're saying. And you take a look at the receiving core, which I think is the deepest uh, part of the team. Uh, you take a look at five different receivers with 20 catches. In there. Uh, you have uh, Malachi White, 6'4", on one side. Shane Hooks, 6'5", on the opposite side. And then you have Warren Newman, Josh Lanier, Keith Corbin working the middle of the field. I think this is the strength 
uh, of that team. And um, and we've and although Jackson State uh, does not particularly run the ball very well, they're uh, they're uh, they've been effective in certain games when they uh, had time to prepare. Uh, two weeks uh, prepared uh, for Alabama a and They rushed for close to 200 yards in that game. I think that was big. And I think one of the uh, understated things is Shadour Sanders' ability to get outside of the pocket and make plays with his leg. We've seen him do it all season uh, when his receivers have been covered up. He has not uh, hesitated whatsoever to tuck the ball and run and get those necessary yards and keep drives going. So I think that, those have been huge things for Jackson State this past season. Great points you make. I really can appreciate that. Joe Clay, I'm coming to you. So if we talked about Jackson State offense, you know what I want to know. Prairie View's defense. What do they do well? We're not talking about the matchup yet. I just want to know from your perspective, what does Prairie View do well on defense? Our front seven have played like dogs all season, led by Jason Dumas. I'm sure everybody knows that. Uh, that is our lead dog right there. Uh, he's been dominating since the first day he stepped on Prairie View's campus. We've got other defensive linemen. Um, Jesse Evans uh, is coming off the corner. Um, we've got a multiple multitudes of uh, uh, big D tackles. Uh, Kevin Victorian, uh, he's been very strong all season long. Uh, our linebacking core, led by Treshawn Smith, uh, he's been excellent. He's he saved his best for last on his senior season. So our best uh, attribute defensively, in my opinion, is our front seven playing stout against the run. And we've had a very good pass rush. Uh, don't get fooled by the last game against Mississippi Valley. We had a couple guys out, and uh, that was not a typical game for us. So front seven, I believe, is going to take it home for us if we win that championship. I'm going to stick with you, Joe Clay. Now I do want to ask you about the matchup. You talked about the quality of Prairie View's defense. But what do they have to specifically do in this game for it to work in terms of them coming out successful? Uh, we've got to get heat on Shadur. We cannot let him sit back and pick off the receiver at will. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He's very accurate. Uh, and as Charles mentioned, they've got a plethora of receivers who can get the job done. So we have to keep heat on him. We got to put hands on him. We got to touch him as often as possible. Um, and then when in the times when we can't put hands on them, our DBs have to step up. We, we got to get, we have to have good coverage. Um, that's the bottom line. Uh, we have to make sure that the, uh, their receivers are very uncomfortable when they do attempt to touch the ball. Drake Cheatham, uh, Dino, uh, Darius Campbell, they will make sure that they lay hands on those receivers whenever they have a chance to. So uh, up front, Day one, front seven's got to put heat on Shadur. Charles, coming back to you, you talked about how potent Jackson State offense is. What do they need to do, though, against Prairie View to be successful in this matchup? Uh, the formula has not changed since Florida A&M, game one. Stop the run, make teams one-dimensional. No, no, Can I'm talking about offensively. What does your offense have to do successfully against Prairie View's defense? We're going to come back and reverse it on sure. the second half. Sure. No, I mean, I, I think most Jackson State fans would love to see the running game get up and going. They've seen 
uh, bits and spurts of Peyton Pickett, of, of J.D. Mark, uh, of, of 38 Special. Uh, it would be uh, really nice to see Jackson State get the rushing game up and going. But at this point in the season, it is what it is. You're seeing what you're seeing. The strength of Jackson State's offense is undoubtedly throwing the ball downfield. Shadur Sanders uh, is completing close to 70% of his passes. And, again, there is a plethora of receivers. To go you say, hey, you just glossed over. Say it again. I don't know who people hey, understand. Hey, that. He was the freshman of the year. 70 percent Yeah, he's close to 70%, completing 70% of his passes. Uh, he's extremely accurate. And uh, his intelligence, his, his pre-snap IQ is off the charts uh, for a freshman. Uh, and he really gets Jackson State into the right plays. Uh, and that's one of the things that T.C. Taylor uh, talked about on Tuesday uh, in terms of his pre-snap read. So I, I think Jackson State, in terms of uh, what you want to see them do, is, is attack downfield. Uh, they have playmakers. Malachi Wyman is a playmaker. Uh, Shane Hooks is a playmaker. Josh Lanier is a playmaker. Keith Corbin works the hashes. Uh, he's a playmaker. Uh, you love to get some one-on-ones uh, with uh, this Prairie View secondary, formidable secondary, but I love my chances with Malachi Biden, uh and, and, and Shane Hooks uh, going up, making those 50-50 balls become 80-20 balls because these guys can flat go get it. Nice. I like the breakdown. We're going to get into this break. Before we get into it, uh, uh, we'll come back and look at the opposite side and ask similar questions. We'll go into some intangibles, but stick with it. We'll be right back as we're breaking inside the matchup talking about what the teams do well and what do they have to do in this particular game. You just got a breakdown on Jackson State in terms of what they do on the offensive side of the ball, Prairie View, what they do on the defensive side of the ball. We'll be right back and we'll switch it and see what these two gentlemen have to offer and let you know what to keep your eyes on in terms of this championship matchup 2021 in Jackson, Mississippi. The vet will be on ESPN2. It's showtime. We'll be right back with you after this break with Professor Clay, Professor Bishop. They're bringing the academic knowledge on the football field, HBCU Sports. Here we come. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. 
Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor. Yes, sir. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab, our last segment. That is Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. But we have the professors in, and they're going to school in terms of giving you a roadmap of what it will take this weekend in Jackson, Mississippi. The vet, as they call it around those parts, with Prairie View and m the Panthers, taking on the Jackson State Tigers. Boy, it is a fascinating matchup. I started with you last time, Charles. I'm going to start with Joe Clay on this one. We talked about uh, – the defensive side of the prayer view. Now we're going to move to the offensive side of the ball. Same question, different framework. What does Prairie View A&M do well? We run the ball well. When we are at our best, we run the ball well with our three-headed monster of Jaden Stewart, Ahmad Antoine, and uh, Brooks. When those three are running and they're running well, we are somewhat unstoppable, in my opinion. Um, if we can run the ball well, come out in the first half running the ball well, and then uh, leave easy passes, deep, high percentage passes for Juwan Pass uh, to spread it around the field and get it, I think it's going to be extremely important for us to get our tight end uh, white involved in the game as well. Uh, if we can do that, we'll put ourselves in a good position. But we have to get off to a good start. We cannot be a, a second-half team. We cannot show up to play in the third quarter. We've got to show up to play offensively in the first quarter with the running game and high-percentage passes. Shout-out to Thaddeus Reed. This was a good one. He said, <laughs> we got more fans in here than they had at their home. <laughs> That's a good one. I have to give them credit on that. When you come with it, it's a good one. You just say something out there being ugly, I'm going to let it pass. But when you make it funny, I'm going to let the world know. Going to you, Charles. Obviously, we talked about the offense. I want to know the defense. Not what you're going to do against Prairie View, obviously, because I know you, you've seen some of the game plan. You can't tell it all. But I want to know what does Jackson State do well in terms of defensive front? And this is the part that you're about to go to town on anyway. I didn't want everybody to steal your phone. Go ahead and bring it now. You got to cut the head off the snake. And the head off the snake is the rushing game for Prairie View. Uh, Jackson State going into this game is only yielding 2.8 yards per carry. 2.8 yards per carry. This is a historic defense. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the historic nature of this defense on Saturday on the pregame show. But this defense is literally in the history of Jackson State football uh, in terms of uh, keeping teams off the scoreboard. They're going to be in the top three somewhere. Uh, Jackson State has only given up uh, 13.8 points per game, the most points they've given up all season. It's been 21 points, and the formula has not changed. Stop the run, come after the quarterback. They are the best in the nation in making you one-dimensional, keeping the run game from getting going, coming after the quarterback. And when you turn loose uh, guys like James Houston, 14 and a half sacks, uh, Aubrey Miller, he has five and a half sacks. Uh, Antoine Owens, getting the push up the middle, uh, he has five and a half sacks. Niles Gaddy also has five sacks. They really make teams one-dimensional and come after you. And that is the story of Jackson State football this season. This defense has been lights out, only giving up 16 touchdowns on the season, 14 field Charles, I would ask you what you had to do, but I think you found a way to spin it in there. So <laughs> you're good at what you do. Synergy is there, so you understand it. But great points you're making. I think it's fascinating before I go back to you, Joe Clay, and ask you that question in terms of what they have to do well, meaning the Panthers. 
I do want to say, I think it's fascinating that both teams have these dynamic freshmen, you know, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. One is at the quarterback position. One is at the running back position. And you essentially talked about uh, on both sides thus far, both of those guys got to do well for their teams to be successful. Think about that. A freshman in a lot of ways is leading it uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Something in the numbers just to keep your eyes on. With that, Joe Clay, for you, uh, the second part of the question, you know how this goes. Tactically, what does Prairie View have to do uh, to find a way to come out with the win in this matchup? The offensive line has to stand up and hold down those dogs that Charles just spoke about. Uh, Houston, Miller, Hampton, Gaddy. Our offensive line has to get the job done. They will lead the way. The line of scrimmage, as everyone knows, is what offensively and defensively, that's where the game is won in the trenches. So if our offensive line can do a decent job of giving Juwan pass some time to throw the ball and a decent job of get, providing some running lanes for our running game, and then we stick to our running game and not go away from that running game, then that that'll open up the game for us. Um, but it all is going to start right. That's my eyes are going to be glued to the line of scrimmage. What's mm, going on yeah. at the line of scrimmage? Because I love that. that'll tell you the whole game right there. I love it. That's the little thing. People get excited about these plays, offensive catches, whatever. But when you get surgically and you get in that game, you can tell pretty early who may have the edge. Now it's interesting as the game wears on in terms of fatigue and things of that nature or maybe some different plays, but early on, I always like to see uh, who is getting it done in the trenches. Is somebody getting in the backfield? Is somebody getting that push? As Charles talked about, the ability to stop the run, or as Joel talked about, the ability to get those three or four yards. It is a contrast in style. Uh, Jackson State averaging less than two, Prairie View uh, averaging more than three. Which of those styles are going to win out the day? Beautiful, and when you talk about that. Let's go to this in terms of the intangibles. And I'm going to Utah so you can speak that thought that you had in there. In terms of the intangibles, whether that's special teams or some other things, what are some intangible things that you're looking at in this matchup, particularly from a Jack and State perspective? The intangible that I think is going to jump out is 60,000 people in the stands. Uh, and you're talking about uh, energy creates synergy. I've watched it all year with this team. One good play begets another good play, begets another good play. And when you get this uh, 12th man involved into the game, this Jackson State fan base that is literally frothing uh, to get this swag championship, uh, to get to Atlanta, to get to the Celebration Bowl, if the defense is able to feed off of that energy, energy creates synergy. And it, and I've watched them continuously make big plays, big make big plays, and then the offense starts feeding on that. Coach Taylor talked a little bit about it on Tuesday. When guys are having fun, it just it, it creates a completely uh, different sort of synopsis, if you will, because uh, guys are just flying around making plays and they're able to show off their athletic prowess. Energy creates synergy. I like that. Nice tie there. Having some fun. Joe Clay, intangibles. What are you looking at? Special teams are outside of that. Charles went with the attendance. It will be big. I agree with that. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I have to first piggyback off the attendance. This will be the largest crowd Prairie View has played in front of um, outside of the State Fair Classic. So my my, I, I'm going to be curious to see how we react and respond to such a huge crowd. Because, you know, sometimes, oftentimes, the visiting team can get flavor. They can get energy from the home crowd. 
from from the you know from if they're a visiting team, they can get some some energy from that home crowd. So um, just the excitement of playing in front of such a large audience, and there's the in the PV fan will be out there. I think will give both teams some some excitement and some energy. Um, special teams are going to be huge. Uh, we spoke, Charles and I spoke about this on 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast a few days ago about uh, Charles wants us to kick the ball to their, their special teams returners. Unfortunately, through the season, Prairie View has not done a great job of uh, punt coverage and kickoff coverage. Um, so you've got those two opposing forces there. So uh, I'm sure the game plan will be to kick the ball away from their top return men. And I'm sure the coaches have put some emphasis on uh, return team coverage uh, units. Uh, so that's going to be huge. That could that could be the, the that could set up field position on every position on every possession, and that could be the difference in the game. Easy. And, and <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we might slip through a, a a return a TD on a return. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, I, at all. I, I think that's actually a check mark for both teams because Louis Rays is one of the better. Uh, field goal kickers, uh, I think, in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. But uh, tactically, I thought Southern did the best job all season of keeping the ball away from Jackson State, uh, big play guys, uh, and Zay Bolden on kickoff returns and keeping away from Warren Newman on punts. And and it took away that third element uh, that creates an energy sort of deal for Jackson State football uh, in terms of uh, of kicking away from those guys that could kind of create that energy, create that groundswell that um, big play begets another big play, and this, this team really feeds on it. I want to go in and give you a little intangible. I wonder if anybody has brought this up before. I hadn't really heard it yet. Uh, take you back a couple of years to the celebration book. Uh, T.C. Taylor kind of dropped a little dime on this a little bit, but the offensive coordinator for, tech, for North Carolina Central was none other than T.C. Taylor. He is the coordinator for Jackson State. The opposing offensive coordinator is none other than Eric Dooley when they faced off at Grambling State. So he's been there in terms of championship games before, which is fascinating, I think, in a lot of ways, because when you think about Prairie View, because they hadn't been to the championship game since 2009, uh, not to say that Jackson State has been there, but in terms of being at home in a lot of ways and what they have with Coach Prime, you believe that they're going to be lathered up and ready. Uh, but I think there is an intriguing component with Eric Dooley, Coach Eric Dooley, being there before and how he can disseminate the calmness for his football team. So I think that's a hidden uh, component that a lot of people hadn't thought about in terms of them being at the highest level recently, uh, making it out of a uh, championship game. Because even when, when you saw T.C. Taylor, they played in the de facto championship game against North Carolina A&T. Uh, winner of that game went to the Celebration Bowl, and obviously you have the traditional setup of the championship game in the SWAC. So I'm fascinated about that component and what that looks like and what that may bring to the table, something to slide out there. Great article out there. You can go check on Preview site in terms of tying in the history uh, to this moment in terms of football. Check out the pregame. They're dropping great content uh, daily in terms of getting some insights in terms of practice preparation and other nuggets in terms of history for Jackson State University. So a lot of good stuff out there. Charles, any last thing that you want to say? Uh, really looking forward to the city of Jackson putting on a, a great swag championship. And I've said this before, Dr. Bill, uh, Jackson, Mississippi is the quintessential uh, swag city. Uh, they, 
uh, in terms of uh, this fan base loving on Jackson State. It's a little unique. It's a little different uh, where uh, the population of Mississippi, uh, the African-American population of Mississippi has not been peeled away from Jackson State as it has in Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, so to speak. So to, for this city to get an opportunity to watch the Jackson State football team buy for the Celebration Bowl, it's going to be huge. The hotels are packed, the restaurants are packed. Looking forward to Jackson putting on a great show this weekend. I'm glad you shared that, and I, I check about that 100%. Uh, if there's a such thing as a city, a state, in terms of the African-American black population that deserves this opportunity because of uh, their trueness, if you would, in terms of the fandom, I unequivocally say it's Jackson State uh, Tigers. Uh, and so I celebrate that. I shared that with the executive director, John Grant. He was asking about that. I uh, shared that, obviously, with Charles McCullough. He agreed, the commissioner of the Southwestern Athletic Conference had a conversation with the commissioner of the SIC. He asked that question and I broke down that history. And we talked about that in class in terms of the uniqueness of the history. Don't have time to share that, but if you get a chance, study that phenomenon that we know now of Jackson State and well said, kudos for Jackson State in terms of being able to keep that machine on for the HBCU sports culture, along with the other HBCUs, but it is unique in Prairie View is going to get a chance to see it. And all those fans, they want to be a part of that, that I asked them to come see it. Because you're going to have a great matchup, frankly, uh, whatever it is uh, in this sure. matchup. Uh, team will come out the champion, and they'll deserve it because they're going to play it on the field. And uh, the revenue associated with that is big time. And it rivals any of the Power Five type of bowl game, championship games you'll see. In a lot of ways, this is likely to have the second, third largest uh, championship game attendance in all of the championship games that are played this weekend, uh, broadcast on ESPN2, well deserved to all those involved, including the VP of Intercollegiate Athletics, Ashley Robinson, of what he's done at the beginning of this in terms of making the hire and then doing the marketing and setting up things to make it go. But shout out to the fans of Jackson State, the city of Jackson State uh, University and the state of Mississippi, which a lot of people know that I unequivocally have some major concerns about the historical components of that, but that is a different framework when you talk about the African-American populations and how they have fought and tied on to history with Jackson State University and the other HBCUs in that area uh, to be straightforward with you. That'll do it for me. Hope you enjoyed that, understand that framework. Uh, kudos to all those done. Shout out to Thaddeus Reed, talking mess, but uh, he is a fan of fans and I can appreciate that fandom. Shout out. Did you G boom Holly in terms of this fandom? Love it. Continue to get it done. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadikaville, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, visiting professor today, none other than Joseph Clay. With that being said, again, we thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU. Uh, Sports Lab, Mike Washington calls Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. You know we'll be ready to go at 9 o'clock. We might get a little later shout-out uh, so on Sunday on what's going on. With that being said, you see them getting loud enough. They fought in already. We coming. This is Dr. Yadikovic, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L with Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
I hope you enjoyed our interview with Brandon as well as Travis, uh, giving us the marching sport in their framework of the poll ranking. Again, follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, one on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Like, subscribe. If you like this and want more of this, make sure you give us the support. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Joe. Boys. Charles. Lecture. This Smith. Shout out to Roy. Appreciate you.